Happy Sabbath. Thank you. Um, awesome praise team. What, what's the name of your praise team? Loma, Loma Linda, young and, young and Free. Loma Linda. Young and Free, Loma Linda with two uncles. That's what you... <laughs> A long time ago, when my wife was pregnant, we were at East Coast Camp Meeting. It was held in Louisville, Kentucky. And around 11.30 at night, my wife looks at me and she goes, I feel like eating boysenberry yogurt. I don't even know what boysenberry yogurt looks like. Okay? She was pregnant. She was pregnant. And I was told by many, many people for many years that when your wife is pregnant and she has cravings and she wants something, you get it. If you do not get it, you're going to hear about it for the rest of your life. So when she told me that I want some boysenberry yogurt, I knew exactly what I had to do. I got in my car. I drove around all over downtown Louisville, Kentucky to find a place that has boysenberry yogurt. I drove on for about one hour, and after asking several people, driving around some sketchy areas in the downtown, and finally I found a store called Kroger's. Anyone from East Coast, Kroger's? Yeah, you shouldn't be too proud. Anyway, (laughs) we have Clark's here. Anyway, I went into Kroger's around 12.30 at night. I looked at the aisle that had yogurt and milk products, and somehow I found boysenberry yogurt. I held it with my hand like this. Found it! Took it to my wife. And I somehow got this little plastic spoon too because she needs to eat it right away, right? When it's nice and cold. And I'm like giving it to her like, please remember this for the rest of your life. (laughs) I gave it to her. She was really impressed. She opened it. She took a bite. She goes, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. Not even thank you, but I'm done. She looked at me and said, I'm done. Let's pray. <laughs> Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this, this beautiful Sabbath, Lord, with the beautiful people in your house. Now, as we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. We are in a series um, on the Beatitudes. If we become converted and leave our simple ways to live a brand new life by following Jesus Christ, this is the way to do it. Okay? This is the, is the path to new life in Christ. Today is the fourth key to a new life in Christ. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. We all have our cravings, not just my wife or 
not or just the pregnant ladies. Okay, we all have our cravings. We all do. Some of us have cravings more than others, like myself, and some of have some of us have cravings more than even pregnant ladies, right? You don't have to raise your hand, but you know who you are. Well, today the Bible talks about our craving, okay? People say I talk about food a lot when I give sermons, but today I have the right to do it because the Bible calls for it, all right? Hunger and thirst. Man, what a great personal message for me, right? Jesus calls those cravings hunger and thirst. They represent the longing of things we need to sustain our lives. Hunger and thirst. How many of you guys get hangry? Raise your hand. Come on, we have more than that. Come on, if you get really hangry, raise your hand. Yes, right? Me too, okay? You bet I get hangry. Even when I don't get enough sleep, I'm really tired. If you talk to me, I'm still kind of nice, okay? All right? Even if you annoy me, I won't say any mean things to you. But man, when I get hungry, you don't want to be around, okay? When I'm eating, you want to be around because I'm really super nice, okay? Anyway, for those who get hangry, I'm sure you can relate to this. You come from school or you come from work and you are so hungry, you've been working all day long and you're like, I've got to eat something. My, my sugar level is going down and I'm getting really irritated and you go home and you're, you, you open the pantry, you're like looking at every single shelf. I'm like, oh, not there, not there, not there, no. And then you go to the fridge, you open it, you're like every single level, you're like every single shelf, you're like, should I eat this? No, not that. And you feel like you've got to eat something but you don't know what to eat. You know what I'm saying? And your pursuit of food gets more intense. You're like, oh, I see bread, but I don't have everything that I, I need to make a really good sandwich. Right? And then you're like looking at salad, like, oh, I don't feel like eating salad. And you look at rice and curry. And you're like, oh, I know it's been there for three weeks. (laughs) And you see pasta, but you ate that last night. And then you go, oh, I'm so hungry. And you slam the refrigerator door. And you're like, oh, I got to go eat something. Okay, how many of you guys can relate to that? that? That pursuit of food, that passion, right? That passion to get food. Raise your hand. See, all of us. We all do that, right? Hunger and thirst here in today's verse are an intense desire, a passion, or a pursuit of what we need. This hunger and thirst are very natural. We're not 
taught to be hungry or thirsty. Think about it. We're not taught to be thirsty or hungry. Nobody has to teach a newborn baby to be hungry for milk, right? Zach, nobody taught you, right? As soon as we're born, we know. We are born with hunger and thirst. It's a sign of life. If you are alive, you will have hunger. Same thing for thirst. You didn't have to learn to be thirsty. Your mom didn't like, when you want to get a drink, you, you had to be thirsty. No, no mom taught you to be thirsty, right? We're born with it. It's a sign of life. Your body knows when you get dehydrated. And this is an important lesson for us. If you are alive, you have hunger and thirst. If you are dead, you won't have hunger or thirst anymore. This means that if you are spiritually alive, you will constantly be hungry and thirsty for spiritual things. If you're spiritually dead, you won't have that thirst or hunger anymore. What does today's text say? Hungry and thirsty for what? For what? No matter in the church. Righteousness. Okay? Righteousness. Not McDonald's. Or even or even in and out. Okay? Not for pho. Or three flavor fish from Thai Spoon 2. You've got to try it. It's fantastic. Not for Korean barbecue or for fine wine. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Loma in the church, what are you hungry for? What are you hungry for? What are you thirsty for? What is your pursuit and passion? What is your deepest desire? What is your deepest desire? Is it pursuit of happiness? Have you guys watched that movie, Pursuit of Happiness? What is, you know, that movie offends me. What is the movie saying the pursuit of happiness is? Money. Is that what it is? If you have money, then you're happy, then you're good? Is that what our life is about? Money and success? Who has the biggest house? Who's taking the best vacations? Social media definitely play a role here, right? I mean, these days, whenever I look at Instagram, I'm like, oh, stop it already. So many people having fun without me. <laughs> but is that what it is? is, it, is that's what our life is about? Is our life about pursuit of happiness? What is your deepest passion? 
Your academic achievement, your great retirement. What is it that you desire above all things? What is it that you desire above all things? Go to a bookstore. Okay? What do people desire? Go to a bookstore. You'll see what people desire. Uh, secret to success. Ten ways to a happy life. Seven steps to grow your company. How about Christians? If you go to a Christian bookstore, what do you see? Happy family life. Ten ways to grow your church. Secret to vibrant church. Try to find five books on pursuit of righteousness. So I wonder if righteousness is it really what we want? It's like we know we are hungry, but we don't know what we are hungry for. You're here this morning in church. You got up on Saturday morning, put nice clothes, and came to church. Why? I pray that because you pursue righteousness, because you have hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's just riches and success and all these things are a distraction. You know what our problem is? The problem is we're sold to the idea that God is out there to give us something else. Something else. Think about it. We want God to give us success. Blessings from God, okay? Blessings from God as we visualize it, it is not righteousness. It is success and health for me and for my children and a few people that I really care about. Just a few. That became our highest priority. What happened to us? We have professed to give our lives to Christ. We come to church, right? But what is our passion? What is our pursuit? What is our deepest desire? We want to be blessed, okay? Think about this, okay? We, we, we want to be blessed. We all do. We want to be blessed to prosper, okay? To have health, to have peace, to have security and success. We want to be blessed. But you... Look at today's Bible text. Today's verse, does it say we're righteous if we are hungry and thirsty for blessings? No. Jesus said we are blessed if we are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. You see how we got that all backwards? We're all confused about this. We're hungry and thirsty for blessings, 
But, the, but Jesus says, you're blessed if you're actually hungry and thirsty for righteousness. That is the most important question all of us need to ponder today. Are you, are you hungry and thirsty for righteousness? Do you know why Jesus died? Look at, look at this. Um, can we show the next Bible verse, please? Do you know why Jesus died? Here's what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15 says, why Jesus died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So our pursuit needs to change. Normal in the church, our passion and desire need to change. We live for Him now. Listen to this one. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He Himself bore our sins in His body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. So we live for him now, okay? And we live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Live for righteousness. Normal in the church, um, what, what is righteousness? I know you've heard this many times in church, probably only in church. But what does it mean? If you, do a, if you do a study, like a word study on righteousness, it's not as simple as the word meekness from last weekend. Last weekend, meekness happens about four times in New Testament, and we can see like what that meant. But if you look at righteousness, oh man, you're going to have a 50-page word search results. So let me boil it down for you, okay? Let me boil it down for you. Simply put, Righteousness means being right with God. You have to understand it within relationship context. Being right with God. It means you have a relationship with God. The connection between you and God is not broken. You're not separated, but you are connected. You are right with God. Look at this passage, okay? See what Apostle Paul says about righteousness. Romans chapter 3, verse, verses 21 and 22. And I'm going to read it in New Living Translation because I love the way um, this translation says it. Verse 21. But now, but now God has shown us a way to be made right with Him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and prophets long ago. So what they're saying is the way Israelites understood righteousness, meaning you have to keep all the laws, then you are righteous, right? And he's saying, no, 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 no. Not through the laws, but there's another way you can be righteous. And then he goes, verse 22. We're made right with God 
by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. How are we made right by God, with God? How? By putting faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. It does not matter who you are or who you were or what you have done. Through Jesus, by placing your faith in Jesus, you are made right with God. Loma Linda Church, I know, I know that this is not something that you have not heard before. You've heard this many, many times. But this is the basic. This is, this is, this is faith 101. Okay? And that is, righteousness is something that we need to pursue. We need to thirst for. We need to hunger for. Okay? And that, that righteousness in the center of it is Jesus Christ. Righteousness Okay? It's not about you. It's not about us. Righteousness has nothing to do with us, but it has everything to to do with Jesus. The pursuit of righteousness means the pursuit of Jesus. Hunger and thirst for righteousness means hunger, thirst, passion, and desire for Jesus Christ. Jesus is the desire of ages, isn't he? Isn't that why the book Desire of Ages is all about Jesus? He is the desire of ages. In Him, we are satisfied. In Him, we are filled. In Him, we are made right. The true satisfaction is that it is in Jesus. It's in the pursuit of the one who created us. So Loma in the church, are you hungry? And thirsty for Jesus? Or do we still hunger and thirst for other things in this world? What do you truly desire? What satisfies your soul? Do you want Jesus? Your passion, your pursuit, your deepest desire is that Jesus? Or is it something else? Or is it something else? You know, it's funny because I've done this too when I was a teenager. Oh man, you're like obsessed with things, right? Like some of the teenagers, there's not just teenagers, some of you campus ministry too, and some of all people too. Well, some of us are obsessed with some celebrities like Oh, what are they wearing now? What are they doing this? And you follow on Instagram, you follow on Snapchat. I heard that some celebrities, they have like 10 million subscribers. And when they post one picture, they get paid 
$30,000. Isn't that ridiculous? Isn't, is that what we're filling our mind with? Is, is that what we're pursuing? Right? I mean, we, we confess, okay? We profess our faith in Jesus. But are we searching for Jesus? Are we searching for Jesus? You know what? It's like, it's like I want to marry Jesse, but I'm going out with Kevin all the time. No offense, Kevin. I hope there's no Kevin here. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do in our lives. What are we pursuing? What is our passion? Loma in the church, look at your Google search, Okay. Go home today, look at your Google search, and look at the history of your search. It'll tell you what you're pursuing. It'll tell you what you deeply desire. I told you before that lately I really got into tennis. So... I've been taking tennis lessons for one and a half year, and my coach finally said, you don't need a lesson anymore. <laughs> You're ready for the next stage. So, I've been playing tennis in tournaments. So far, my record for um, tournaments is... Um, I've never won a match. <laughs> I've never won Oh. I've never won a match. I've never won a set. So every time I played in the tournament, it was 6-0, 6-0. Six nothing and six nothing. But I still love tennis. Listen, when I really got into tennis, every time I'm eating, I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I'm thinking about tennis. The little rice I see, I'm like, oh, it looks like a tennis ball. Every time I eat. Right? Whenever I turn on TV, guess what I'm watching? Tennis. The whole week, this week, I watched Wimbledon. Last week, I watched Wimbledon. That's all I watch. When I go to sleep, I dream tennis. Okay? <laughs> hey, if we are truly passionate, For Jesus, my faith. We should be always thinking about Jesus. If we truly profess your faith in Jesus, in God, my deepest desire, it's got to be Jesus. What are you doing? What am I doing? What am I doing going out with Kevin, when I want to marry 
Jesse, come on. I'm going to ask Pastor Isaac and um, Shelly to come up. Sebin to come up. And all three of you to come up. <laughs> um, I asked them to do a song, okay? Don't worry, I'm not singing. There's a, there's a song that, that I specifically wanted for my ordination day, okay? When I got ordained as a pastor, uh, for, for pastors, ordination is, is a really big deal. It's like the whole world church is telling you that you are called by God, and then they, they, um, they ordain you, and then they give you a raise, which is awesome. <laughs> anyway, for my ordination day, there's only one song I wanted. And I asked my mother-in-law to sing this song. Okay? It's called, yeah, it's a hymn. Okay? It's called, I Rather Have Jesus. I rather have Jesus than silver or gold. Anything in the world, it doesn't matter. I rather have Jesus. Oh, I'm going to cry now. Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I, I, I truly pray that this song, as you sing this, and as you look at the words, I pray that this becomes your prayer. All the things in the world, 